association with the Whaley Atomic Ether. This is Perfect Warrior, the Alien Saga Podcast. With your hosts, Jane Prater, Peter Haight, and Ryan Seed. Perfect Organism is the only exclusive alien podcast of its kind with our official discussion group, the Whaley Atomic Bulletin. Check it out. Independently targeting particle beam failings. <laughs> Fry half a city with this puppy. We got tactical smart missiles, base plasma pulse rifles, RPGs. We got sonic electronic ball breakers. <laughs> we got nukes. We got knives, sharp sticks. Knock it off, Hudson. All right, gear up. Was there an alien on board? Yes. Welcome to Perfect Organism, the Alien Saga podcast. This is episode 38. Um, I am your host, J.M. Prater, and this is... Me, Ryan. Sorry. And this is... Quiet. Um, Peter, our co-host, is is feeling under the weather today. Uh, he's sort of listening in, I guess. Um, maybe he'll pop in. Who knows? Um, but yeah, so we really wanted, we felt like we wanted to discuss what everyone's talking about. That is the trailer for Alien Covenant or lack thereof. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a big screening in New York for the press last week that went over really, really well. We've heard some great reports from it. Um, yeah. So yeah, here we are. Yeah, that was really encouraging to, to hear those just glow, glowing reviews of it. People were just coming out. Uh, I think it showed, what, 15 minutes of footage in the trailer or the maybe a rough cut of the trailer. Um, and uh, people were just coming out of it like, man, this movie is going to be intense and scary and terrifying. And uh, yeah, just hearing all that, I was so excited. Yeah. You know, so it's uh, it was yeah, it's awesome to hear. It just gives me more, more just uh, anticip you know um, anticipating it uh, more and more each day. So I just I can't wait till the trailer comes out. We get to get a glimpse of uh, what it's going to be like, and I'm expecting really good things from it. I don't, I've always expected it to be. It's going to be a great great movie. It's going to get uh, Alien series back on the right track. Um, but now I'm even more more excited about it. So, oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree. I mean, I, I've you know reading the tweets, people's reactions saying it's bloody. It's people saying, hey, this is if you're looking for an alien film that's true to the originals, then this looks like it's the film for you. Um, yeah. Uh, someone also told me that uh, it, the film feels a little bit like both Alien, Aliens, and Alien Three. There's kind of a little bit of a mix of everything. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, we're, we're hearing that the the gore content, blood gore content, is high, which is cool. I mean, I I I, uh, I don't watch those films for the blood and the gore, but certainly right. I'm, I'm a creature guy too, so I am watching it to see how they do the creature, how the creature moves, how it yeah. looks, you know, um, and to see Ridley Scott walk fully back into um, having an alien, uh, traditional alien on set. I'm interested mm-hmm. to see what it's going to look like because I don't really count the Deacon from Prometheus. I feel like that was more of a nod to it than a straight up, yeah. here we go. Right, yeah, exactly. I, I felt like that was kind of thrown in at the end of Prometheus just to, just to show it's sort of tied into the Alien series. And it was just more of that 
is it or is it not an alien movie? I don't know. Is it? You know, it just. Yeah. Um, but it, you know, now it's like boom. We've changed the title. We've changed the focus. This is an alien movie. Yeah. Um, and I was really interested when I heard one of the tweets, one of the comments that um, this movie actually has a lot of nods to James Cameron's Aliens. And I was really, really surprised by that. Um, pleasantly, because Aliens is still my favorite of the entire series. It's the first one I saw of the Alien series, and it's what um, just blew me away when I watched it. It's like, what is this? This is the best thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. And um, and it's been, uh, and then, you know, saw Alien and then Alien 3 and the rest of them. And um, But that's what I grew to love. And I'm just, yeah, it's be interesting to see um, what exactly was meant by this nod to James Cameron's Aliens is more of a, it's a lot more action in it. Um, but it sounds like there's a lot, just a lot of terror, yeah. a lot of terror, a lot of horror. Um, and like you said, you know, I'm, I'm fine with a lot, you know, with a lot of blood and gore, as long as it serves a story because, um, and you know, not just cause AVP Requiem was bloody and gory and that movie was just absolute trash. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, so, it's yeah. So as long as it serves a story, like you said, I don't really go to these movies to really see all that. It's fine if it's if it works. Um, but uh, I just want a, you know great story, great characters. Haven't really heard much about the characters. I don't know how much the trailer is going to show us of you know the dialogue, the characters, what's going to feel like. Um, I have a feeling the trailer is mostly going to focus just on the scares and the the horror of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, but no, I just I still just have a, a ton of confidence and excitement for this movie, and uh, I like everyone listening, everyone on the Wailing Tony Bulletin. I mean, I just, I'm just waiting very impatiently for that for the trailer. You know? <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, I can definitely understand. You know, people just you know we're just we're really uh, antsy for it. So yeah. Yeah. Bring it, Fox. Yeah, Come on. <laughs> totally. Uh, and, you know, I, I think, like you said, uh, which we'll kind of go into this maybe in a little while, but, like, mm-hmm. uh, I don't go to the Alien films. You know, I've had a, a shift as to why I watch the films. You know, for a long time, I watched the films for Ripley. Uh, Ripley was kind of, like, my girl. Um, not oh, so yeah. Much, and I think it had a lot to do with why I connected to Ripley as a kid. Um, mm-hmm. And her character really kind of helping me through some difficult times as a child or as a teenager. Yeah. Um, now, as an adult, I've passed those points. So I'm not as attached to Ripley anymore. And I'm really interested in Covenant um, as, as I gravitate more towards Alien now. Um, because mm-hmm. I, I'm, and I've said this before, I'm more interested in the exploration, the idea yes. of wonder and discovery. That's what I want. Um, mm-hmm. But before I want all that, I want um, good characters. Um, yeah. Characters that we can root for and believe in and feel like, oh, hey, they're just like us, you know? Mm-hmm. And they're smart as I, we are, smart as I am. So um, really, it's the character, num- first and foremost, that I'm interested in in Covenant. The characters mm-hmm. have to be good. Not just good, but relatable, believable, natural. Um, Ridley Scott set that bar really, really high. And then he dropped it really, really low when he released Prometheus. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I I mean, my first, you know, I, you know, we've, you know, there's a, you know, big casting news, which was uh, James Franco is in Alien Covenant. I guess he plays a captain. 
Um, yeah, that was really shocking to hear that. Yeah, it was. Um, I I I like Franco. I think he, he yeah he can be hit or miss, but I think he's a really good artist. I think he has a a lot to say. Sometimes in his films, I feel like he's just acting. Um, like I feel like oh, I'm just seeing James Franco acting in a movie as opposed to right. No, I'm really seeing this character. Um, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I hope he. I'm interested to see how he's going to perform. And of course, him and Danny McBride have always been mm-hmm. linked in movies. They're kind of like a dynamic duo to some degree. So yeah. it seems like Fox kind of, or Ridley, who knows, uh, realized like, hey, let's bring these guys aboard who already have the sense of camaraderie and brotherhood about them and see if we can use that and play off that. Um, right, yeah. Yeah, might as well just bring in Seth Rogen and Jonah Hill and well, you know, know just the whole, <laughs> the whole game. I could just see Seth Rogen, hey, hey, there's an alien. What are we going to do? Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> you got a back door or something? <laughs> right, it's like this is the end part two or something, I don't know. But... Was Seth but, Rogen uh, in that movie? Was he in This is the End? I think so. I think that was, uh, I think, yeah, it was like Rogan, Jonah Hill's, yeah. uh, Franco, Mc, I don't know if McBride was in it. But, McBride um, was in it, but I don't know. If oh, he was. Okay. I'm okay not sure. yeah. I don't remember seeing Seth Rogen, but uh, I've seen the movie twice, but I don't even know. It's not like it's. Oh, movie. maybe Rogan was. I thought he was involved. I don't, with it. Uh, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. But yeah, they're kind of like, yeah, you kind of throw them together. And I, I think it's a lot of people's impression of Franco is, you know, it's kind of like, in the, like pineapple express, things like that. He's yeah. kind of this Stern. kind of drugged out kind of, I don't know, just comedy, um, comedic actor, um, who, you know, people won't be able to take seriously, but I think, I, I don't know. I have a good feeling about it. I've seen comedians in serious roles and been very impressed by it. Absolutely. Uh, and, uh, I really think, uh, I've actually heard from actors that um, drama is actually easier to do than comedy because, um, you know, and more serious roles are actually easier. I think with comedy, there's so much emphasis on timing yeah. and um, not that you don't need that. Not that, uh, yeah, you don't need that for drama, but there's something about comedy that makes it, I guess, slightly more difficult or maybe a lot more difficult for actors. And, uh, um, but yeah, I just, I, I feel like Franco can do it. I, I haven't seen 127 hours, but I've heard it's very good. Um, and I think, uh, he was in that. He was the one that ended up like getting stuck in the, like with the rock and had to cut his arm off. Right. He was in that. Yes. Um, uh, that, something hours, 120 hours, something like that. I, yeah. 127 hours. I yeah, think. That's right. That's um, right. and, uh, just got rave reviews. Um, he was great in that. And, yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I really, yeah, I think you can do it. Um, and I think, yeah. uh, I'm not, I'm not concerned about it. Um, at all. I think, uh, they, you know, they know what they're doing. I think Scott knows what he's doing. Um, you know, he's not just, you know, pulling names out of a hat. So let's pick this guy, you know, it's, they have a, they have a good reason for it. And, uh, you know, I have a lot of, a lot of, a lot of faith in it. So yeah, totally. Yeah, and I, I think too it's not. I I and I always I don't know always, but I I circle back to this idea, this notion that I have that really for Fox for Ridley, Alien Covenant is the proper reboot. Um, mm-hmm. I think they've really, 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 really 
slowed down with this film. I think yeah. uh, they have learned their lessons from Prometheus. Um, they've learned that uh, story really, really matters, and that audiences are invested in character. Audiences right. want to be uh, audience want audiences want to be treated as if they're intelligent, as if yeah. um, they're so they're not wasting their time. Because if you're in a theater and these characters are acting stupid. You just feel like you're sitting there wasting your time. You're like, what? And, and you walk out like, well, that was ridiculous, you know? Right, yeah. Um, as opposed to you're sitting in a theater and you're like, oh, my God. What are they, like, I, I don't know what I would do either, you know? like you're, Right, you're, yeah. You're, you're taking that journey with them. If you feel like the journey is beneath you, if you feel like, oh, well, that was dumb. Um, yeah. It's, it's just that isn't going to work. And I really feel like Fox decided that, you know what? With this film, we need to stop pussyfooting around the idea mm -hmm. of an alien. Let's make it an alien film, um, and let's take our time with the story. In fact, of course, the script was uh, partially written by uh, Green, um, Michael Green, Michael Green, Green. yes, yeah. mm -hmm. who have who wrote um, along with Hampton Fancher, uh, Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Yeah, um, mm -hmm. and I really, I just really feel like uh, Ridley Scott, probably more specifically put on the brakes and he said okay because you know he is he was known he has been known as the master of sci-fi you know mm -hmm. uh, yeah and he created two of the best science fiction films ever made and then he created a third one and it's looked at as one of the worst unfortunately <laughs> yeah. or just subpar to to his to his legacy you know yeah um and i think with the after the martian the great hit that the martian was the martian mm -hmm. was intelligent matt damon was intelligent the, the yeah. dialogue was great everything was great we felt like we were like hey are they gonna rescue him what's happening we don't know you know yeah uh, i didn't know yeah. what was gonna happen at the end um mm -hmm. and that's what we need to feel with alien covenant we need to feel like well what what was happening are they going to get out or whatever's going to, you know, I don't, yeah. I, mean, I don't know what the, the beats are or the story is going to be. Um, so it's character, character, character. Um, yeah. so like you, Ryan, though, I'm excited. I'm, I, I have a lot of confidence right now. Um, of course we don't know anything for sure in terms of how right. good it's going to be. Uh, the 15 minutes of footage is great, but also too, it was probably a highlight reel. Um, yeah. and blood and gore doesn't mean it's going to be a good film. It just means it's going to be a blood and gory film. Um, right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm interested in someone asking, and I've text, I've tweeted Danny McBride and a few mm -hmm. other people, of course they never respond, just saying, Hey, <laughs> yeah. what is the characters like? What's the dialogue like? That's what I'm concerned with. Um, yeah. I want to know what that's about. Uh, cause that's first and foremost, because why I love the original alien trilogy is because Ripley number one was so smart. She was written so well. Yeah. She was acted so well. She was acted in a way where I'm like, I want her to lead me, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, and exactly. she, she lives and breathes in my psyche as a real mm -hmm. person. That's how well she was written, even in alien three, which a lot of people don't like either, but no one, no one disputes that Sigourney Weaver's role was amazing. They just don't like right. what happened in the story. Really? Exactly. That's, that's their yeah. issue. Um, she's so, one of the best written characters I've ever seen oh, in any medium. Oh, for um, sure. Easily. And, uh, yeah, I, I identify with her so much. I, I trust her. It's like, she, yeah, it's like she's a part of my, like you said, my psyche, my, my life. She yeah. just knows she makes right. She makes smart decisions. She's a very intelligent character. And, you know, I, 
Yeah, I mean, Alien, Aliens, Alien 3, I mean, you name it. She's just, uh, um, it's just amazing how, how well-written she is, and they just uh, they just nailed nailed that character. They totally. kind of, I mean, with Alien Resurrection, they kind of changed it a little. Uh, well, we won't go there. But anyways, <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, but definitely the first three Alien films, um, just amazing, and yeah. how how uh, how they wrote her. And I just, yeah, I'm really hoping. I, I mean, I don't expect it to be the characters to be as good, but I do expect it to be better than the characters in Prometheus. Yeah, um, and uh, you know, because um, the only one I really related even i guess say related to but i thought was well written was david and uh and i mean he was an android so (laughs) um and uh yeah so i just um i they just missed the mark there um even though i i mean i i've said before i like prometheus um and uh overall but i just was re-watching it recently and yeah, just some of the stuff they they did and said is just head scratchingly stupid. And yeah. I just, you know, um, I'm just tired of it. I've seen it in so many other movies, and I'm just this whole this previous summer was just full of stupid characters and <laughs> just stupid writing. Um, Independence Day Resurgence oh is one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Oh God, and, I saw that too. Um, I'm just tired of it, and I I think people in general are tired of it. And I yeah. know. Um, I, th- I don't know what in terms of box off like overall box office I think was down even though ticket prices have gone up yeah um and I you know I think that it's in no small part due to just bad badly written movies absolutely people getting tired of I'm you know tired of going to theater being treated like you're stupid you yeah. know it's just Totally. Rather go do something else, you know, watch. <laughs> and that's the problem know. with Hollywood, too, I think. Yeah. Um, and that's happening on a few levels, too. It's not just character. You have these movies like Independence Day Resurgence and even Transformers and all these sequels. And, oh, uh, yeah. And, it's 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 like the move. It's like the studios get together. Let's just throw some shit together and release it, you know, and yeah. make it flashy and make the effects good because that's what people want to see. That is not <laughs> yeah. what people want to see. People want to no. see good story. People are paying. We are an intelligent audience. We are an mm-hmm. intelligent. We we want to be treated as intelligent people. And if you treat, and I've said this before, this is kind of my mantra with the Alien series specifically. You treat us yeah. well, we will treat you well. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you know. Case in point was Prometheus. I mean, Prometheus could have been, you know, it was marginally successful, marginally, barely, mm-hmm. um, but it could have been a blockbuster if right. if we would have felt like, hey, these people aren't ridiculously stupid. And really, uh, talking about David, David is also my favorite character of the film, but mm-hmm. why is David my favorite character? Because David is mysterious. You don't really know what's up with him. He, un- uh, you know, the, his writing, like, um, he's just, he's not just intelligent, but he just... Yes, he's intelligent, but um, he almost felt like an adult, and everyone yeah. else were, were children. You know, mm-hmm. he was like, you know, even the time where the, you know the couple things were, uh, the time where they're about to go out uh, in the field the first time, and David's getting yeah. suited up, and um, and I think Holloway is saying, "Well, why are you putting that on?" Yeah, and he's saying, "I'm doing this for your benefit. You people had to build me this way to make yourselves more comfortable." Right. Um, and uh, I just felt like it was so – that was so well written. Um, yeah. And it really mm-hmm. spoke into um, 
our idea, our, our xenophobia, excuse the pun. Um, nice. And how very we, nice. <laughs> we, we are afraid of things that don't look like us and don't act yeah. like us. So what was David? David was a blonde, beautiful, tall man. Yeah. Um, he completely innocuous. How? But the the contradiction of that was he wasn't innocuous. He had mysterious motives. Motives we still don't know. Um, right. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what made David interesting. That's why people flock to David. That's why people uh, talk about David. That's why David resonates because he was an, uh, he engaged our intellect. Um, mm-hmm. And this kind of moves into. And we'll get back to the whole covenant trailer because there's a lot I want to yeah. discuss there too. Um, but right. this gets into the whole um area or whatever of the audience of the alien film um Mm. and how i believe we are not just your average audience um we are really intelligent people of course i think everybody star wars fans we're all intelligent people but i'm just talking about us the alien the real big alien fans the people are gonna probably make fox money by repeat viewing um yeah I don't know about the Star Wars fans. But I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm totally joking. Jerks. Uh, Star Wars They're all fans. jerks. They're all 85s. Yeah. <laughs> don't send me any hate mail, any hate messages. No, no, we love Star Wars. Hey, totally I, I was a Star Wars fan before I was an alien fan. Right, um, yeah, yeah. But uh, we really, I think the alien, a lot of people who are involved in the alien fandom, who are on the Wayland Utani Bulletin, who AVP Galaxy, um, a lot of people who are involved heavy in their posting and they're talking. Highly intelligent. Maybe we disagree philosophically about things. Maybe there's, we have some mm-hmm. political differences here and there, whatever. That's normal. Um, yeah. But there are people who are really intelligent, who want to be... They are. Yeah. Who, maybe some people are more into the tech. Maybe some people like me are more into the character. Maybe some people are more into the creature. But mm-hmm. we want... we. Alien was not just... It wasn't a B... Like, a lot of people say, well, Alien was a B, was a B horror film that just did... Alien was not a B horror film. Now, it might right. have had some B-horror films had big, busty women making stupid decisions going into basements. Um, right, yeah. Or, uh, if anything, the B-film of the canon films, which I won't count Alien Resurrection in. I'm just not. Right. Sorry, people, I'm not counting it. Uh, yeah. No so you have Alien, yeah. <laughs> Aliens, Alien 3, and Prometheus. Of those four films... The B film is Prometheus because you had characters making stupid decisions like you see in B horror films all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, that's yeah. what makes a film be a B a grade horror film. Not the creature, not the effects, not the setting. Alien is not a B a horror a B horror film. Alien is top notch, cream mm-hmm. of the crop, uh, the best you can get. Um, like two thousand one, like Interstellar, like Blade Runner. Um, that's what, how far up Alien is, and Aliens too, in many ways. Um, like Arrival, I mean. Oh, totally like strong. Arrival. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, where it's cerebral, but it's also yeah. emotional. Um, and like I, I was watching Alien again today because I, I just finished it as I started it a few days ago. Yeah. And I was noticing, uh, I was noticing just things again I, that I hadn't noticed. Um, just even something funny where. Uh, Dallas is saying, hey, everybody, we're going to go look for this thing. And uh, no, 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 no. It's later on. We're, after Dallas is gone, uh, yeah. Ripley says, hey, can you fix up some incinerator units? And uh, she mm. says that to Parker. And Parker's like, yeah. He's like, he's like, give me 20 minutes. And she goes, Ash, go with him. And he goes, <laughs> and I've never caught this before. He says, no, no, no. I don't need you following me. 
<laughs> yeah. I was laughing so hard. I never caught that before. I don't know why. I've seen the film how many hundreds of times? I've never caught yeah. it before. But each time I see Alien, it's like my first experience. Mm-hmm. It's so fucking beautiful in <laughs> yeah. every way. Um, anyway, sorry I'm fanboying, fangirling. No, that's right. <laughs> um, but really, that's who we are. Um, mm-hmm. we're, we, we, if you're not going to engage our intellect, uh, and I, sometimes when I hear like uh, Ridley Scott, he said, oh, I'm going to scare the shit out of you. It's going to be worse than Kane. That's all yeah. well and good, and I've said this before. I'm saying it again because I, I'm going to harp on it. That is not what makes an alien film good, and I hope Ridley Scott knows that. Uh, right. A chest burster, a back burster, a neck burster, they're all disgusting. They sound disgusting. I've never seen a back burster or a neck burster. Um, yeah. And maybe it's going to be gross, yeah. but that's not going to make a good film. An alien creature in the alien film isn't going to make a good movie. The characters are going to make a good movie. The suspense, the suspension of disbelief. Do 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 we believe that they are afraid? Do they look yeah. genuinely afraid? Because really, like, even in Alien Resurrection, when they first see the creature... None of those people looked scared or afraid. None of them. Right, yeah. Uh, they're like, oh my God, what is that? No. Right, yeah. You wake up in the middle of something or you you turn on your, or whatever, you go in your closet and there's something like that sitting in there. <laughs> we would probably die of a heart attack. No, seriously. Right, I yeah. I think our bodies would just shut down. Um, yeah. An apex predator after yeah. us, you know. Um, I mean, imagine being in the water for, with a great white shark. Imagine right. the fear. And we know what they look like. They don't have this scary... It's not that they have this scary exterior. It's what they can do that scares mm-hmm. us, you know? Right, yeah. Um, Absolutely. So, and that, that's different. I'll give you the floor to give me your opinion. Sorry. I, I just... Uh, no, I get fine. on these things where I'm like, this is who we are as an audience. Respect yeah. us, you know? Yeah, I see it all the time on the Whaley, Tony Bolton, our perfect organisms, very intelligent people, and... There's a, I mean, yeah, like you said, there's different reasons why we all love the series, um, but we do all love it because it's such a, just a well-made group of movies um, and such uh, that speak to us that are so multi-layered. Um, like you said with Alien, um, it's not a B horror film. I guess you could say at the very, very top surface level. It's similar to like a slasher movie, but yeah. there's so much more to it um, than, you know, just your B or F grade slasher film. It's just uh, it's just beautiful. It's beautiful to look at. It's um, and makes you think. And, you know, it it's appeals to intelligent people. And that's what we what we have with um, with the fans you know, you see online and in person, these are, these are people that, um, you know, appreciate movies that treat you like you're intelligent. And that's what, what, that's what they do. And, um, that's why I love the fandoms and that's why another, just another one of the many reasons why I love this series and, uh, you know, as characters that I can relate to and that, um, that get scared, but also get courageous. And I almost feel like I can, you know, I can learn from these characters. Yeah. I can, you know, um, just in my own life, you know, just, uh, you know, uh, I mean, obviously, well, it never will be in a similar situation as them, but, you know, it's, um, by, but it just gives you, like, I don't know, just, it gives you this internal uh, motivation or confidence, um, you know, to see, see these characters, you know, rise up and, difficult situations, um, like in aliens, you know, um, 
you know, a lot, a lot of the characters really, you know, showed a lot of bravery, a lot of courage um, in the face of horrible odds and extreme terror. Um, and uh, it's just, uh, it really appealed to me. It was like, um, and it just, it reached, a, it hit me at a, at a core that, uh, you know, it's, it's really hard to express, but it's just, it's amazing. It's, it really is just uh, a beautiful thing. Um, and I just see it in definitely the first, first three alien films. Um, and, uh, the, and just any, any film that really treat, treats you intelligently and has these deep drawn out characters, multidimensional that, cause that's how people really are. We're not, we're not one dimensional, two dimensional people. We're multidimensional. Um, there's a lot a lot of nuance to us. We have a lot of history. Um, and it's, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's how people really are. And that's, that's the kind of characters we relate to. And that's why yeah. this series is, um, so appealing. I mean, you know, that's why there isn't a big independence day <laughs> group of people, you know, <laughs> fandom. Yeah. Um, yeah. I hate to just keep ripping on it. No, I don't hate to rip on it. It's fine. Um, <laughs> But uh, no, it's the just, first one at yeah. least. The first Independence first one Day. Was fun. Yeah, it was at least it was summer fair and it was somewhat intelligent. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't like deep sci-fi, but it was entertaining and it wasn't like abjectly stupid. Um, yeah, it wasn't like base level idiocy, you know. Right. Yeah. Um, whereas with Resurgence, it was just uh, absolutely idiotic. Um, right. I feel the same way about Pacific Rim, to be honest with you. Um, oh, okay. The, yeah. the, the effects were wonderful. Fantastic mm -hmm. effects. Um, and someone someone told me they were like, well, hey, no, it was supposed to be kind of like the comic book and kind of tongue-in-cheek. And I said, really? They're like, yeah. I said, oh. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I think Pacific Rim was... Uh, I just... The characters were absolutely idiotic. The the, the, the dialogue, I just the acting, I just felt like, oh. It was, yeah. it was almost excruciating to me. And like... And uh, also, I felt the way, and this is kind of another creature film, but the uh, uh, Gareth Edwards um, Godzilla um, oh, started yeah. up really intelligent, really, really super intelligent. And then by the end, it was like, who's this Marine walking around, white boy going to save the day at the end? You know, like, uh, <laughs> it just didn't make any sense to me. And it just, all of a sudden, it was appealing to my higher intellect, but then all of a sudden, it just dropped all that. And it was like, oh, no, yeah. this is a slasher film. And it's, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or whatever, right, yeah. you know. Um, but I, yeah, I agree. But... I think that we, we as fandom, reflect the camaraderie found in Alien and certainly Aliens. I think Aliens kind of yeah. takes center stage as how we relate. Like, uh, our, we, you know, we, we talk about cornbread a lot. We, we reference, <laughs> we reference Vasquez a lot. We reference, um, Drake and, uh, so many, uh, uh, characters from the film because we see ourselves in them yeah know? and the best uh films sci-fi or not uh they allow us to do that they're a vehicle for us to see a portion of ourselves in them and then reflect on that um, yeah and you know blade runner is paramount you know that, that it's it's that's what blade runner that's why it's so successful um, right it's, it's it's who who are we and why are we here yeah. And how do we live our life to the to the best? That's really mm -hmm. the message of Blade Runner. Put in and that message is buried, not buried, but it's beautifully dispersed amid this gorgeous tapestry of a film 
that takes place in the in the distant future. Um, right. And I I think that's what I want. I want an alien film to really uh, cater to the angels of our our kind of our better film nature. Um, right. Back when films were being made that were always intelligent. They were always treating the audience like we were equals. Like, hey. Right. Um, and I think the the reflection of that, even the sort of the hubris by which Prometheus was made, was this reflection of this, this canyon, or is that the right word? Or, or what's, or like a, the distance between the people in Hollywood and regular Joe Blows. Joe and Jane Blows who go to the movies. Yeah. We kind of have these elitist people who are making these films who can't relate to anybody anymore, and they're trying to write these characters so that they relate. That's a very hard thing to do, but it's, it's hard if you can't relate to them because you don't hang out with any of them. You don't know yeah. any of them. Um, and so I think now Hollywood has to work a little harder. Um, I think J.J. Abrams actually did that pretty beautifully, despite some of my issues with him. He gets it. I think he understands that we're not all millionaire movie stars and that he understands right, yeah. the struggle and, and you saw that struggle and that reality in the force awakens. Um, mm -hmm. anyways. Yeah, no, that's true. There is like a, um, maybe it's a, like a cavern or, um, something that just this long, this big distance between these very rich elite, you know, people in, in Hollywood that are writing, directing, producing these films. And, um, you know, the ones and, you know, with people that are, you know, struggling to, you know, make ends meet. And, um, you know, sometimes I, I think there's just this, they just don't, a lot of them just don't get it. But the ones that do, that's very, uh, those are the ones that are successful, I believe. Those are the ones that audiences relate to because they, they say, no, I mean, and maybe they grew up and they experienced it and, you know, and um, and now they're wealthy, but they haven't forgot where their roots. And they haven't forgot us. You know the um, you know the ones that are you know living paycheck to paycheck. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so it's um, so those are the one. I mean, I feel like those are the writers. Those are the filmmakers that make the best films. Like Dennis Villanueva, he's someone who he makes these very intelligent movies because he treats the audience like we are extremely intelligent. And I just, I love that Christopher Nolan he yeah. does that. Um, and, uh, you know, it just, those are the, those are the ones I, I love the most. And that's, um, and really Scott, really Scott, James Cameron did that alien aliens. Um, I believe David Fincher, at least he tried to, I mean, there's so much interference with that movie. I just, um, it still turned out to be, I thought great, especially mm -hmm. assembly cut. But, uh, but yeah, with those, those three movies, it, you know, it's just, um, I can't say enough how important it is to write. It's just any kind of write poetry, novels, anything, uh, journalism, you have to treat your audience like they're intelligent and stop treating people like they're stupid. Yeah. They're and, stupid. And um, we want your money so we can make another dumb sequel. So, you know, right. um, and I really think, uh, I want to touch on Arrival. I know we're going to do a formal episode about Arrival yeah. a little bit, but before I do that, I 
Denny Villanueva, however you say his last, you say you say I thought it was Villanueva, but it's like Villanueva or something like that. Oh, I don't, is it? I don't, oh, I don't okay. know. That's what I was told. Um, I like the way I say it better. I do because <laughs> um, you're American, um, right? Yeah, America, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but I arrival was so beautiful in the sense that there's this, you know, there's this character played by, you know, her name is Louise, played by Amy Adams. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we see these series of events. I'm trying, I don't want to spoil it, but you see that right. she has a daughter and um, she's, she, you know, the baby is born and all, something eventually happens. Um, but you, it's almost like we're getting a picture into her, her subconscious or her consciousness. Um, yeah. And we're seeing what she's carrying with her uh, or what, yeah, maybe what she's carrying with her. And she's, She's like every one of us. She wants to. She has love in her heart. She wants to love. She wants to mm-hmm. be loved. Um, she wants to show love. Um, yeah. And and um, we're really able to make a connection. So when we see her in front of the alien, uh, or the heptopods in Arrival, we feel her. And like we we know her history. We know. Mm-hmm. Her, we know what's going on in her head, and we can. She's a, a, a linguist, and maybe we're not linguists, but she's trying to understand and make a connection. And I think we all yeah. understand that, not just as people, because we, we try to make a connection, even with someone we staunchly disagree with, or right? We don't see eye to eye. I think the best of us come to a point where we're like, how do we find common ground? Yeah, um, and that could be a lot of work, um, but she yeah. chose to do it. And she worked and she worked and she worked and she worked and she worked. And finally there was a breakthrough. Um, yeah. But and that gets into the main theme. I mean, really the overarching theme of the film about um, just working together as, as uh, you know, as human beings. Yes. Um, and how important that is, especially nowadays. Um, there's so much strife, so much... Um, there's a lot of lot of anger, a lot of uh, intense disagreements between people. Um, it's just a very um, – this whole time, especially it feels like this in the U.S., just a very challenging time. Yes. Um, but it's uh, – but this the theme of the film to put aside our differences, put aside our disagreements and work together and make, make – uh, you know, this world a better place. Um, you know, that's a, that's a theme that's universal and uh, timeless. And, uh, and I just thought it was beautifully done, yeah. you know, um, in the film, it's just, um, I love that. And, you know, um, and Denny, blah, 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 whatever his name is. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he just did a, yeah, he, I mean, you know, he, he just has this connection with, audience with with us that, yes um, he has a connection to he, the human spirit yeah mm-hmm. but so, i also think um, that that speaks to his even you know i was listening to an interview he did a 30 minute interview right he's back in he's in los angeles right now editing blade runner 2049 because uh okay production yeah. is finished and um but he said usually his um headquarters are in montreal that's where he right. works he has a very he's a very humble guy i mean he doesn't have a big personality um he lets his work speak for him, but and I think his humility gives him access to that human spirit. I mean, of course, all his films are very different, um, but they all have heart. 
Um, yeah. Sicario. I mean, I, you know, I need to actually watch that movie again tonight. I'm going to do Me that. Me too. Yeah. Um, I just got it. Yeah. yeah. I think it's on Netflix too, or somewhere. Uh, he, I think Villanueva's, uh, yeah, his just, his, his, cho- he has made a choice to be humble. He has made mm-hmm. his choice. He has made his choice as an artist to let his work do the talking and not let his personality do the talking. Um, and I think sometimes you see these kind of big, huge directors who are big on bluster and Ridley Scott's a little bit that way these days, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, I think, uh, he's had a reset a little bit. Um, yeah. but, uh, anyways, uh, I will, we'll go more into arrival. Right. Um, but, uh, really I, I think it's successful because it, it accesses our hearts in a yeah. way. So, I mean, I couldn't stop thinking about that movie for days, for days. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. It blew me away, just like uh, Interstellar, just like Predestination. Yeah. Um, I left. Uh, um, I left that theater like you know, thinking I need to see this movie again, like immediately. Yeah. You know, it was yeah. like it was just uh, it was amazing, and um, yeah, and that, that's what you know, movies like that. I mean, that's what I'm hoping for. Covenant. I really think it's gonna. I, I really feel like it's gonna blow us away, and that's. I do too. Um, I do too. Mm-hmm. I'm wholly optimistic. I think it's going to be. I think it's gonna hit every note. Um, and mm-hmm. I also think it's also important to, as fans, we should realize we should walk into the film this way. This is, and I. I yeah. Uh, we should walk into the film not hoping it's going to be better than Alien or better than Aliens or better than. It needs to be a film that stands on its own as amazing on its own. Um, right. Stop trying to compare it, and I know that's natural. We've right. seen other films, and so there's a har- a high bar. Let the film work on its own. I think all I think a lot of art suffers because it suffers from comparison. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's and that and sometimes it'll always fail. You know. Um, yeah. I, yeah. So, I, I just feel like yeah, that's, and that's uh, yeah. I mean, just uh, it's interesting, you know, when um, when we try to compare films to each other um, or, you know, if we try to compare Covenant to Alien, Aliens and those films, you know, it's going to fall short and it's just kind of interesting how that is kind of um, analogous to, you know, if we try to compare ourselves to other people, then, you know, there's, we always, you know, there's always a feeling we come up short in certain ways. So I think it's just dangerous to kind of, like you said, it's important to go into these films, not, not trying to compare them to others, but letting them stand on their own. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, uh, and, um, you know, trying to you know, view them that way. Um, because I don't know, just, there's just so much, so many issues that come up with comparing and trying to draw, you know, comparisons, um, you know, between either people or mediums or things like that. I mean, I know, like you said, it's totally natural. I do it all the time. So I understand, but, uh, but yeah, this is a movie that's gonna needs to stand on its own and not try to be alien or aliens, but you know, be its own own beast. Absolutely. Be its own thing. Yeah. The tough part though, I think, just in terms of the comparison, uh, the comparison that we do, um, my dog is hacking up her lung. Are you okay? Oh. Are you okay, good girl? Yes, you are. Okay. Um <laughs> uh, alien and Aliens, and Alien 3, again, despite people's issue with the story, people didn't have an issue with the execution, people had an issue right. with the story, um, uh, the bar is was really, really set high. So what's going to happen is people are going to be like, hey, I want to look... 
hey, be quiet, be quiet. Um, <laughs> she's just staring up at me, wagging her tail. Um, Aww. <laughs> uh, the the bar is really high. It's set really high. And if you don't reach that bar, and I'm not talking about reaching that bar like, hey, this film's just as good a masterpiece as Alien. No, it needs to reach the, the bar connecting to the human spirit and being believable. Those are the bars. Right. And if they don't, if mm-hmm. it doesn't do that, which the first film that didn't do that was Alien Resurrection. It just was like, boom, bad film. Yeah. And then yeah. the AVP films were like, oh, these are shit. Um, and, yeah. then, <laughs> and then Prometheus, which was in many ways uh, an, uh, a, a masterpiece with a horrible film in it. Or something like that. Or a great film with terrible characters, actually. I think. Right, yeah. That's, that's the description that I think. Prometheus mm-hmm. is a wonderful film with horrible characters. Um, right. And that's a conundrum to be in. Um, but it still didn't meet that bar set. where, And it's tough for Ridley Scott to do. He's going up against himself. And that's mm-hmm. rough. He's not the same guy who was battling, the, you know, much like George Lucas, battling the, um, the studio, trying to get more money, trying to get things shot. Um, right. Put, struggling to get his art made. And when you, and I've said this many times before, I'll always say it when there's a struggle there, the art tends to be better. When there isn't, and you can do whatever you want to, the art doesn't tend to, to resonate as well. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And case in point is Prometheus, AVP Rick, you know, the AVP films and um, Alien Resurrection. Although Alien mm-hmm. Resurrection, I don't think it was a, it was about struggle. It was just, it was a studio trying to make their own film without kind of having outside input. Um, yeah, and that's where yeah. that went wrong. Um, yeah, among the many other ways it went wrong. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that too. It was a beautiful film. It's actually really pretty to look at. Alien Resurrection. It's gorgeous. Yeah, um, and I think yeah. Sigourney Weaver actually did a really good job. Her acting is incredible. They just committed a, the the cardinal sin with her character, and they gave her nothing to do. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, but you know, and they uh, changed her. You know, and made her. Not quite the Ripley it was before, you know, this kind of clone. Yeah, and I can handle that if they were to handle it well, but they didn't. Right, right, yeah, exactly. You know, it's interesting, too, I think about Alien 3, how it's kind of like art imitating life, where Mm -hmm. for for, um, David Fincher, it was really the struggle for him to get that film made and to, to stay true to his vision. And it's a lot like what Ripley was going through and what the prisoners were going through, where they're like, Oh no, the company wants this. Who cares what you think? That's exactly right. what David Fincher was going through. The, mm-hmm. the company wants the film this way. Who cares what you think? What you know? Um, at all costs, everything is expendable. Circle around. I just think that we you cannot take you cannot underestimate the audiences the audience of an alien of the alien films. Um, right. We we deserve your respect. We deserve the respect of the characters in the film, um, and it's important. Um, and, uh, we're going to be the same audience walking into Alien Covenant with high hopes, um, hopes to be engaged. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, which kind of, we can kind of circle back around now and talk about the Alien Covenant trailer. What, what what are your opinions about why it hasn't released yet? Um, you know, I think... I think they moved up the release date without really thinking about um, the ramping up the um, the advertising and the promotion of it. Uh, I, I well, I think they, or maybe they just didn't think that they needed to have 
you know, start promoting it, you know, um, like, I mean, I guess most major films, even Force Awakens, there was a trailer like a year before the film was released. Um, I don't know, maybe they're just trying a different strategy, trying to bring the, uh, you know, cluster the promotion closer together um, towards the release of the, uh, the film, or maybe they just don't have a fully completed trailer. I, I don't know. Maybe they just um, aren't ready to release it yet. Uh, maybe the one they showed at the, the com- was, it wasn't Comic-Con. It was uh, some kind of uh, event that they, they the showed the event. footage. And yeah. Press event, yeah. Um, maybe they there's some tweaks to it. I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's something I've been kind of thinking about. Like, why haven't they done it? Um, but they... You know, I trust that they have the reasons. I don't believe that Fox is the as good a, promo, a promotion and marketing as Disney is. Um, so I don't know. If there's they might not have a very concrete, fully thought out strategy for what they're doing. But I do want to trust that they have intelligent people in that department and that there's a reason why they're waiting to release it. But uh, but. I don't know. I I have a feeling if they kept the release date where it was, they would still release the trailer around this time. Yeah. Um, so I'm just, I'm just thinking they just moved up the release date without thinking about like oh well we'll just we'll just release the trailer the same time we were planning on doing it. We're just going to move the release date up because we like what we have and we think we're ready to rock in May. So I don't know. Yeah. But what do you, what do you think about it? Oh, um, I kind of vacillate. I don't I don't. Sometimes I think, what are they thinking? What are they doing? Um, right. Yeah. At the same time, I'm I'm reflecting on the viral promotion and the all all of the promotion for um, Prometheus, and there was a lot of it. Um, of course, we had that haunting siren that Alien kind of used when it was released mm-hmm. in '79. Prometheus utilized the same thing to try to kind of re reinvent itself or just to kind of tell us, hey, it's back. Um, mm-hmm. a- the Alien universe is back and so i'm thinking maybe fox is like well let's go a different route this time let's be quieter let's be more mysterious let's reflect in our um promotional strategy uh what we're going to see in the film which is quiet and mysterious and we don't know when it's coming Mm -hmm. um like much like the alien um and maybe i'm way overthinking that is very possible um but at the same time then i think you know you have uh other films that are being released by Fox, like Planet of the Apes, that are being released two months later, and they've already right, released a yeah. trailer for it. And Planet of the Apes films are far more profitable than Alien. So then I right. scratch my head and think, you guys need to get on the ball. Like, right. maybe they think that Planet of the Apes films will just sell themselves, because this is the third film in the series, people know, it's an, there's already an audience. Right. Um, and so then I think, with Alien, you, you guys need the money. <laughs> you, need, <laughs> yeah. you need the exposure. You need to get people on board. Um, right. and, uh, you know, a lot of people that I know, or not a lot, I w- I'll say the, a couple of the people that I know who are more connected with Fox or, um, the way things work, who are kind of like sources, they don't know either. They don't know why the trailer has been released. They, they're, they're just, a, they're scratching their heads like everyone else. Yeah. Um, and it's curious. Oftentimes with these press events where they show the press stuff like this, the, like w- they'll release a trailer moments later, a couple days later. And they didn't. Yeah. And they didn't. And I was like, yeah. so it was like this big cock tease, you know? <laughs> yeah. um, 
And it was like, oh, yeah, we're showing the trailer in 15 minutes to all these people. Just yeah. Just you know. Yeah, Oh, exactly. we're not showing you, though. We're so. not showing you. It's like, okay. It's, it was just a little, it was almost, <laughs> to be honest with you, it was almost a little bit insulting um, that this big event goes viral and everyone knows about it. And then Fox is like, well, we don't know when we're releasing the trailer yet. Just yeah. stay tuned. Um, Sorry, I think I lost you. Are you there? I'm here. You hear oh, me? Oh, there you are. Um, but yeah, I just feel like, uh, I don't know if Fox knows what they're doing. I'm sure they do. I think as a fan, because we're sitting or scratching our heads trying to figure that out, we, we might come to the conclusion like maybe they don't know what they're doing. But I'm sure they do. Yeah, I I, I want to you know I think overall I, I do trust them and I I think they uh, yeah they have a strategy that they're trying to implement maybe they're they are trying to make it uh, you know um, more you know trying to make the promotion comparable to how the film in a way is how it's going to be um, I don't think they're overthinking that I think there's a you know they have a reason for um, why they're doing it this way. Um, and it's, uh, you know, it's very, uh, it's driving me nuts because I really want to see this yeah. trailer. But, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, um, but I guess, you know, I, I did ask Peter, you know, when was uh, all the viral marketing stuff released for uh, Prometheus before its release date? I guess it was about five or six months before. So it's right about that time. Yeah. I don't remember when the actual, like the first trailer was released, but. Um, but yeah, they're going for a little bit shorter promotion period, but I have a feeling they're going to, um, throw a lot of, throw a lot of promotion in by the time the trailer comes out and, uh, they start ramping up the promotion machine. We're all going to forget about, you know, yeah. all that, you know, waiting time. Yeah. It's just going to be, all right, here we go. So, and also yeah. we have to, I, I think what's really exciting about this time is the wait is the. It is the uh, anticipation. This is what's exciting about being a fan. Yeah, we're all a little bit anxious and frustrated, but this is also part of what it is to be a fan. Um, right. And uh, it's an exciting time. Uh, we have a lot of memes. People are making memes about, where's that Alien Covenant trailer? And they're hilarious. <laughs> yeah. And it's bringing us together, you know? Yeah. Um, so it's a fun thing. We'll be able to look back on this in a year and say, hey, remember this? This was great, you know? Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's kind yeah. of building, it's kind of team building in some ways. Um, yeah, and, uh, yeah, that's a good way of looking at it, yeah. And I, I just, when that trailer does drop, you know, I'll be watching it 30,000 times, just like you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, at, we are doing it, just to let everyone know who's listening, we will be doing a formal uh, trailer reaction um, episode. Probably it's going to be the next episode after this, uh, we're mm -hmm. going to wait, um, because the Covenant trailer will probably release next week. That's what we believe. Right. Um, yeah. I agree. Like probably on Wednesday of next week. Uh, a week from Wednesday is the 21st. Um, that's when yes. Assassin's Creed, or, or sometime that week. I mean, I can almost guarantee you that trailer will release next week. Um, that's Christmas it, week as well. Right. Yeah. yeah. It has to be before, I would think, before Assassin's Creed. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, so... I mean, with Michael, I mean, Fastbender in that. Totally, you know, totally. It just makes, it makes sense. So, it makes complete um, sense. And Fastbender's in this a lot. He's playing two roles in Covenant. He's playing Walter mm -hmm. and he's playing David. Um, so this is going to be, it's going to be interesting, like, to see two androids in an alien film. This is a first, you know? 
Uh, yeah, that's right. To see yeah, how that's... they relate to each other, you know, um, mm -hmm. to see kind of what the subtext is to how they relate to each other, how kind of man's creation then relates to its, each other, you know. Um, and yeah, to... for my... Go ahead. Sorry. You go ahead. You go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say, uh, I thought it was um, really interesting, just a brief description of uh, Walter, the, the new android in the film, who is um, apparently very distrustful of David because yeah. um, he, David has 10 years of no, no upgrade, no upgrade to programming to anything yeah. for 10 years. And, you know, Walter... Maybe there's a little bit of a superiority that Walter feels to David. Yeah. And um, so he's some, yeah, it'll be interesting. I'm not sure if there's going to be a big fight between them or if there's going to be, um, you know, them trying to one up each other or I don't know what's going to happen. It's, there's a lot, a lot of ways they can go with that, but it's going to be, it's going to be fun to see. It will be. So, and it's going to be yeah. interesting to see if, if uh, Ridley Scott tips his hat to, I know um, in aliens when Ripley's, showing her kind of disgust or her dismay to an an android being on board. Right. Um, and Burke is like, well, uh, well, he goes, it was, and uh, Bishop goes, when Bishop is kind of aghast, he's like, was it an older model? And then yeah. uh, Burke goes, it was the Hyperdyne Systems 128.2, I think that's what he says. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. To see if we're going to hear that again. Is right. Walter, um, what is uh, David a Hyperdyne System 128.2? Um, or a model, yeah. and what model is is Walter? Um, so and you I'm could so... tell Bishop wasn't trusting of. He said, "Oh, yeah, those models are always a bit twitchy, you yeah. know." So yeah. he had a he had a negative view on them. So yeah, there might be there might be some of that. I would think there would be a little nod to to aliens regarding that yeah. in Alien Covenant. Yeah. So yeah. So well, there's a lot to a lot to digest. I'm really really excited. I. I uh, probably we'll get this episode up t tonight hopefully and uh next week we'll be doing our reaction trailer yes so but we just Absolutely. wanted to uh there's also a couple of le some leaked images did you look at those yeah. images um let's you remind me of the They're really the only ones? one that diff that's different it's a little another close-up of one of the creatures uh and then a close-up of the statues looks like the pompeii statues the frozen. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, I remember. That. Yeah. And the so I thought. Go, go ahead. ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. Oh, um, so I was just saying, yeah, um, the creature looks good. Uh, yeah, the creature looks good. I I'm really looking forward to that scene where they kind of go to the the bodies, like the charred bodies, frozen in time. Um, that'll be really interesting. I could see that being a scene of just pure exploration and yes. silence and we're like what is going on yeah. this is very uh very unnerving um and then just the descriptions of these neomorphs bursting out of people's backs yeah. and things like that yeah. oh that just that was so just creepy and terrifying yeah. like yeah um you know we're just so used to the you know the chest chest bursters you know now we're gonna have things popping out of <laughs> Who knows where? Just like yeah. um, ball oh, man. bursters. I'm kidding. What was that? <laughs> I said ball bursters. <laughs> yeah. <You> never know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Possibly. Yeah. So it's. Uh, but um, yeah, just even these little things, little leaks. I'm. I. I don't think these are leaks that Fox didn't approve of. I think these are. Oh yeah. This is all part of their oh, promotional campaign. Oh totally. So, totally. Um, 
So yeah, I mean, uh, they so they are doing like little bits here and there to keep us excited. And I, I really do believe that this whole holding off on the trailer thing is all part of their, I guess to say, you know, master plan. So yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, I uh, but yeah, I've I've really been enjoying all the leaked images. You know the you know the poster. I think that we've talked about that with the older, more. Um, primitive looking uh xenomorph yeah and then you have the the eggs and the you know the uh face huggers they all look a little bit a little bit like earlier yeah a little earlier. rougher a little more yeah a little more visceral too there's this this there's this nastiness almost i i can't think of another word but it just looks really like creepy like spidery like just mm -hmm. Like just looking at those images got under my skin, you know? right? Um, and uh, yeah, um, there's one of the new leaked images. There's one image of of these machine, uh, these vehicles inside a bay, and I guess yes. they're, they're inside the covenant, and it looks gorgeous. I, yeah. I look at that image, and I was like, whoa! I mean, it had that dirty kind of grimy feel of alien but it was absolutely uh, it just yeah. it was great i was like man this is alien there was no shot from from prometheus that looked like this not um, at all yeah i mean prometheus was gorgeous but it was clean whereas mm -hmm. this looks like alien dirty lived in yeah it just looked like a dirty cargo hold that you would see in some i don't know almost like a where almost warehouse like yeah. you know just filthy dirty um yeah, like you said, lived in. Um, this is uh, this is going back. I mean, this is all showing that it's going back to Alien, and all is going that's bringing it back to what we know, what we what we love, and hopefully, not only that, but it's not not like fan service. It's that you know, this is, uh, but this is going to bring um, you know something new to the table too. Absolutely. And, um, you know, but it's it's familiar and it's getting everyone excited. So that's uh, that's huge. You yeah. know, because yeah. Prometheus was it was just too different. And they tried to go. Uh, I haven't read um, Spate's Alien Engineers script, but apparently that was much more like a an alien film. Yeah. But um, but then I guess Scott wanted Lindelof to kind of do a lot of rewriting to make it less less like an alien film, yeah. just like small ties to it. But now it's obviously that Michael Green, John Logan were told we want to make an alien film yeah. again. Yeah. And we're going to, this is basically a, a reboot, a soft reboot. We're, we're staying in this, the, you know, the, the canon, the universe, but we are, you know, we're bringing this back. We're going to make this a fun, exciting film. So, yeah. Um, I hope everyone's excited for it. Yeah, I am. I am. I am. Yeah. Well, my last tidbit is, uh, maybe I mentioned this before about the release mm -hmm. date, but I'm going to mention it again. I think, I believe, the reason why they moved up Alien Covenant, yes, they are, um, yes, uh, the film was completed really fast. Um, mm -hmm. But I also think uh, the faster the film was out, the more time that Blomkamp has to, I mean, maybe there's a window next next year yes. that Blomkamp can get right into production. Maybe Sigourney Weaver has a window, and Fox realized, hey, we can release this film three months earlier, 
and we can get Blomkamp in. And during the interim between the next official Alien film, prequel yeah. film, uh, Blomkamp can shoot and release his film. Um, absolutely. I think uh, you're absolutely right. Yeah. So that's, that's, mm-hmm. I, I really truly believe that. I, I think that really they, that uh, the next, next on the roster for Fox is Blomkamp's Alien. And mm-hmm. uh, also w- with them moving Alien Covenant to May, the films that were opening at that same time on the 19th have the big ones like Annabelle, I think it was Annabelle mm-hmm. 2, and another film, they changed their release date. And I think because they know this is going to be a juggernaut film. This is going to be right. a big film. Um, yeah. So, Although uh, it does have to go up against Diary of a Wimpy Kid now, so that might <laughs> hurt the... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wimpy Kid ain't another got nothing Fox against film, the yeah. alien. Um, <laughs> yeah. But... Uh, so yeah, I mean, I, I thought it was just a good time to uh, sit down and talk about what we've seen, what we've heard, what we know, um, the audience. Um, again, we're missing Pete this time around. He will be back for our next episode, which will yes. probably be our reaction episode, um, which will probably drop next week. Um, mm-hmm. So everybody, look out for that. Um, and then we're gonna have a we're gonna do a, a, an episode about Arrival and really just talk about the ins and the outs of it, what impressed us. Uh, how it kind of relates to the Alien series a little bit too. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so thanks, Ryan. Thank you, Jamie. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Thank Absolutely. You. And uh, thanks for listening, everybody. We'll catch you around next time. With a little luck, the network will pick me up. This is Ripley, last survivor of the Nostromo, signing off.
final report of the vessel Prometheus. The ship and her entire crew are gone. If you're receiving this transmission, make no attempt to come to its point of origin. There's only death here now, and I'm leaving it behind.